Hi everyone and welcome to episode 154 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. What are we going to talk about today, Lauren? Dissidia NT. You weren't expecting me to ask you that, were you? No, I wasn't. I usually go in with some really kind of, like, kind just... of uh, chit-chat stuff, but I, I thought, know. you know what, today I'm going to mix things up. Lauren is going to do the outline. What else well, are we talking about? Oh, uh, okay. We're going to talk about Gamescom. We are. And we, we also have some news that we're going to talk about. We do? Yeah. What else? Um... As for you new folks, Final Fantasy Oh, uh, You don't have to do this bit if you don't want to. That's not the outline. Oh, oh, but you... Hey, it's part of the outline. But it's not what the show outline. What else are we talking <gasps> about? I don't know. Okay, that's good. I like... Music. We have we, a music segment. We do, yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> stuff. I don't like this, Daryl's. I'm not good with pressure. Okay, well, yeah. So we're going to be talking about Dissidia. We've got a big segment uh, because obviously it's... Did I do it wrong? It's bi- no, did I'm just I'm just reiterating, okay. but in a more confident way. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Dissidia. Um, Gamescom is, of course, next week. Uh, so we're going to be doing some theories about what we might see at Gamescom. We've got some news. There's not, again, a massive amount of news that's come out recently, but we're going to try our best. Mm. And we do have a music segment. Yes. So, yes, for you new folks who are very confused about all of that, <laughs> Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show that comes out every Tuesday, working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come out on the iTunes store primarily, but we are also there on FinalFantasyUnion.com and sometimes our YouTube channel. Hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. We're now going to go on to our Patreon segment, and we're going to do shout-outs for everyone who has placed $2.50 or more per episode. You guys are amazing! Yes, thank you, guys! I'm going to kick things off with Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Christian Burge. Lewis James. Satria Jaya Sadharma at Satria625 Ruben. Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman 1. Blue Machine at Blue Machine. Chris Morales. Eric Decker at Choco Taco. Harley Crawley at DarkZT Akami. Jonathan Gonzalez at, oh, it's just Johnny. Josh McNabb at J2K9. Michael Graham. Thorin Bullen at Masker23. Zach Duranto at ZDuranto58. Brian McArdle at DarthBrain92. William Trengrove at Varnas the Azure. Mike. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Darren Matthews at Doomster73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Mario Herker. Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail. Mohamed Quayam. Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Nack 95. Winkle the Bernie Bro at the underscore Bernie underscore Bro. Rachel Casterton at Urbion Ray. Vitanitas. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Zach Porter at Porter Paradox. John McRae. Marcus Karnecki. Miles Ribbons. And Richard Holman at Vex Lennon. And I just want to shout out Mike and Richard Holman, who are new Patreon supporters this episode. Welcome! Welcome to the group collective Ooh. Patreon supporter people sparkle, sparkle. who are all so awesome. So yes. awesome. Yes, thank you guys so much. All right, guys. We are going to go on to Dissidia NT. Mm. Mm. I'm going to do a slight history lesson here because I feel it's somewhat necessary. If there's yeah. people listening who have no idea what Dissidia NT is. Yeah, because they haven't really been talking about it a lot that recently like they've talked about it obviously now but like since e3 they've kind of 
they they kind of took the pedal off a bit, haven't they? They just kind of had little blips here and there, but yeah. nothing. Well, I mean, really it's solid. only been like two months since E3, so yeah. it's it's kind Which of understandable. But I mean, obviously, Dissidia NT started life as Dissidia Final Fantasy Arcade, released towards the end of 2015. And at the time, we all knew it was being developed on a PlayStation 4 architecture. The cabinets even have, like, broken up PlayStation 4 <laughs> controllers within them. Yeah, and, so it's like a matter of time. Yeah, and, and at the time it was stated it would be a timed exclusive for arcades. And we we knew it was going to be coming to consoles at some point. We just didn't know when. Uh, and the first rumblings started coming out earlier this year, where the guys who work on it just kind of casually were talking about things they were going to be changing for the console version. And I I think it's, we're obviously at the point now where Decidia NT got announced just prior to E3. Um, it was kind of like, because everyone knew the game was coming, it, it didn't have that much like surprise factor or that much excitement. Obviously, there was excitement about the fact that it was actually coming. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like we've been known pretty much since 2015 that this game is going to exist at some point. And to be honest, it's a bit weird that it has taken this long. Because the exclusivity with the arcade deal expired last November. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as a fan, I was kind of expecting them to just kind of go guns blazing. Like, yeah. to have the game ready to go when the kind of the arcade agreement ends. But, I mean, I guess they didn't have enough characters ready, all that kind of stuff. But Yeah, like, the whole the whole promotion with Dissidia Arcade has been really bizarre. Because, like, well, one, they haven't really, like, gone along with the rest of the series which i saw like that's a bit of a mute point but like the fact that you know they didn't release certain characters at certain times like when final fantasy 12 came out they didn't like release a final fantasy 12 character and that type of thing like they didn't really go along with everybody else and then also the fact that like they were releasing characters that not a lot of people and it's also the fact that like when they were releasing characters they were releasing some characters that people cared about, but then also some characters that people were a bit like, eh, about. Like, when Kane came out, just, like, it was crickets. Like, there were some people who were like, oh, this is great, but there was quite a few people who were just like, Great, eh, thanks for this. Fantastic. It, it is it is probably the, the one that had, like, the most hype online for. And, like, it's like the other, the other villains that they sort of announce. I mean, like, there's... There's probably a few people who are who are like excited about the emperor, but like the amount of people who are excited for the emperor versus the amount of people who are excited for someone like Kefka would just be so far and in between. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the thing that's been a bit weird about the City Arcade because obviously when they announced the game, they had Josh Tola as part of one of the new characters, um, and Ramza was kind of thrown out there as one of the other new characters like the first time there had been a character from a spin-off title within the Dissidia universe but since then every single character from the original Dissidia is now in the cast apart from yeah. Debranth and the only other characters they've added that are that are fresh let's say are, so you've got Vaughn and Lightning that came from the Dissidia sequel and Ace so there have only been f- five new characters added to the roster Vaughn yeah, Vaughn wasn't in the original game. He was only added in the second. Oh, okay. And Lightning as well. So, gotcha, yeah. So, yeah. like, we've okay, only yeah. had... It's pretty much... The, the roster is so... Has such little... And Kane, sorry. Kane was in the second game, I believe. But, like, in terms of the, uh, like, originality of the roster, it's just... Did they really need to add the same exact characters that we've now had? This is the third game in a row. Yeah. And, like, 
the villains are identical to the original game. Like, yeah, I think that's that's a bit of the problem as well. Is that like nobody's really excited about these guys because they've already been announced. And like, I mean, recently they've released this image, um, or uh, I think they were. Yeah, it was would. during one of their promotional things where it was like, who are these next characters that we're announcing? And I was expecting them to announce all of them at once, considering they put them all in a lump sum together. But now they've they've just trickled them out again. So they've just only announced Jex, whereas I would have thought, well, why don't you just announce all of them since, you know, you've already previewed that they're yeah. all coming. And I, and that's, just come out with all of that's them. That's kind of the weird thing about this, because, like, you'd think that they have this opportunity now that, like, the game was announced or came released in arcades in almost well almost two years ago, and in that time they haven't released that many characters. No. I don't understand why it's taking them like sometimes two or three months between character announcements. They haven't anywhere near met with the scheduling they said they were going to. Yeah, from what I remember, they, it was it was quite a significant amount of characters. I mean, they said. maybe there's a maybe there's something with the development. Like it's hard for them to develop them within the time frames. I don't know. But what I, what I don't understand is what you're kind of getting at as well. Like, why have they chosen to just go with the same old generic characters that we've seen instead of doing something fresh and, and interesting? I know. Like it seemed like a really missed opportunity because I mean, yeah. People People were really excited to see Ramza. People were really excited to see Ace. Like, you know, these new characters people have been really, really happy about. Um, So, you know, it just seems kind of like a waste of time and a waste of resources. And and I know that Vaughn is popular in Japan, so it does make sense they would add him to the arcade version. Yeah. But Balthair is, from a global perspective, way more popular. Yeah. And like he's he's got more of a unique style. There aren't too many characters in the game that use guns. Mm-hmm. I think Laguna's the only one. Maybe someone else. But like there there's so much scope for that because now it just makes me believe that okay, so they've got their three new characters that they've added: Yoshitola, Ramza, and Ace. Yeah. Um. It's they've they've pretty much announced Noctis, but then they unannounced him. <laughs> so that's their f- fourth original character for the cast. Yeah. Like. That that's that doesn't seem like enough considering the amount of characters there are in the franchise. What? Yeah, and then considering that they originally announced that there would be like fifty plus characters, like when they originally said about it, they said that there would be so many characters that would be released, and um, yeah. It just makes me feel that if they are going to announce any more characters now, they're just going to be from the Decidia Duodecim roster. Yeah, like. Why can't they have characters like Seymour? Because I just it just it just doesn't feel like they're gonna do that. No, no. Be- because he wasn't in any of the original two games. It's essentially and I think we sort of talked about this earlier, um, it's essentially Dissidia H D. Like it's not even like a new game. It's just yeah, it's, kind of like they, Yeah, they just re remastered the, the original HD game. Version and, and with with combat that people are unsure about because it they it's have three V three V three. And also the fact that you have to pay for playing online and stuff like it's just it's just a worser version you might as well play the bsp version if you want to get a better experience. yeah i mean the whole thing is though that it's going to be on home consoles it's yeah. what everyone kind of wanted for decidia in the first place yeah um they all everyone's been craving the the home console version of decidia and that's essentially what they've made they've made a home console version of the original game yeah but there's now- so many restrictions with it 
Yeah, like I mean, there is still the one v one mode, but you can you have to play offline. Yeah. Um, most of the time, yeah. If you want to play online, it's three v three only, and of course, yeah, you have to have PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live to be able to do so. Yeah. Um, but which I mean, I mean is fair enough. Like that's that's just the way of the world at the moment with regards to PlayStation Plus and stuff. But I mean, on a on a more positive note, they have literally just announced the release date for the CDNT. It's going to be coming out on the thirtieth of January, twenty eighteen, which is way earlier than I was expecting. Yeah. Because at E3, uh, they had the trailer where they said it was going to be coming early 2018. Now, Square Enix, typically when they do release windows, they go for the latter end. So, yeah. I mean, like I still remember the 10.10.2 HD remaster was given a winter yeah. uh, release date and ended up releasing in March. Like, yeah, like right, the last right day. Right at the end of, of winter. I think it might have even missed it by a week or two. <laughs> uh, whereas this time, they've said early 2018... Um, Hazama, even during his E3 interviews, when he was quizzed about the release date, was just saying, "Yeah, like we're gonna try and we're gonna try our best to to do early 2018." Like really, kind of non-committal. Like we yeah. might not even hit this. We don't yeah. want to actually specify a date yet. But two months later, they've come out and said, "Actually, in Japan, it's going to come in, be coming out on the 11th of January, and in North America and Europe, it's going to be coming on the 30th of January." Which yeah. they can't really get earlier in the year than that. No. So that that's really exciting for me. I mean, it does make me wonder how many more characters are going to be able to add to the game yeah. before, uh, like the arcade version, before the PlayStation 4 version releases. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It it does sound like it's just really soon. Like, it, it does feel like they are really rushing to push it out. And I, like, I honestly don't know how much more opportunity they have to release additional characters unless they release a new character like every month up until it's released or something well i mean how many characters have they got so far so they have remember. like they have like a few i think left in that in that it's um, gabrant so gabrant's the only one from the original game that is no longer isn't in the game yet well no they haven't uh announced cloud of darkness yet or um golbez as well they haven't that's true really that's announced true that. and um, i'm getting carried away <laughs> yeah no it's it's really confusing and um it's really kind of a shame because just the fact that like yeah as we were saying before it's like these characters are kind of no-brainer they're going to be in it why are they even waiting like it's just kind of silly at this point um but yeah i oh i'm i'm just deep breath lawrence yeah I don't know. I mean, it's really kind of throwing me off and I know that I'm jumping ahead but like in the sense that they're talking about the season pass now yeah so i mean the alongside the announcement of the release date they talked about the season pass and so there's 25 characters in the game so far if we're thinking that gabranth cloud of darkness and golbez are going to be the next ones it's going to be 28 uh they're likely to add gilgamesh too i would have thought 29 um but yeah so the season pass they have said is gonna contain six additional characters we don't know who they are um, you're obviously going to have to pay separately for those characters post-launch. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work with the arcade, whether or not the season pass is going to include them first or the arcade is going to do them first. Or We have no idea about time frames post-release mm-hmm. either. It might be that we get a new character like every two months like we're, like we're getting now or they release them all at the same time. Yeah, Noctis may even be one of the characters you have to pay for. I know. And that's what's like really upsetting me. Like, I mean, I know... I know that this is the way that fighting games are going anyway. Like, gone are the days where you had Tekken and you just unlocked 
characters as you went along. Well, yeah, I mean, like Tekken Tag, like, like those kind of games had like 40 characters easy and Soul Calibur as well. Like yeah. those games had t- so many characters. And you just had to unlock them. I, it's really, it's really a shame now that they're pulling these kind of things. Because I mean, I know that people can say like, oh, well, production costs are really high. They're going to make their money back easy on this game. Like it's not, it's not like people have been waiting for this game. They are going to make a decent chunk of money for this game. I just don't see the point in other than just to be greedy of doing this. Like, it's just a shame, really, for me. Because, I mean, like, the thing is, is that Daryl and I were talking about this earlier. And our our main argument for this is the fact that you look at games like League of Legends. League of Legends, you can unlock characters by working at it. So you earn enough points with those points uh, from winning games and that sort of thing. You can then spend them as you wish on additional characters that you would like. If you don't want to do that and you want to just get characters automatically, you pay a fee to get them immediately. So there's some people who have unlocked every character because they've bought all of them. And to me, I think that's a much better way to go. If you just look at how much money League of Legends is making, they're making a bank load because they allow they trust that players will buy things. Yeah, and, and, and they also have like the free rotation. So every week, but you they get respect to try... the people who don't necessarily want to spend a load of money on games as well, and that maybe they'll spend money in other ways on merchandise or just promotion for the game, like alone. You know, I think it's just such a shame that these companies are relying on cheap gimmicks in order for us to just get an unfinished game and it's just not it's not fair like i mean i know it sounds really whiny but it's just like i i just don't think it's right i i don't i honestly don't think it's right yeah because i mean clearly they're they're doing this because they don't have time to put the additional characters in as i said they were planning to have approximately 50 characters in the game but at the moment they're on 25 and and it's taken them two years and that's fine but just add them in later and make them free or make them unlockable or if you want them right away you buy them like i just don't see why they can't understand this better model and i also like i i mean it might be that um you can't do that yeah maybe on 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 playstation you can't really do that because it is it is easier i think to put that kind of implementation and i mean i would say that with with, with this game, uh, it is slightly different in a sense to Tekken and Street Fighter where clearly they've pre-planned, they've chosen not to put the characters in there, they've released them in bulk, that kind of thing. Like I think Tekken, may, they, like, maybe they released them one at a time, but obviously with, with the CDNT, we know that it takes them like a month or two to do a character. And obviously if they're working on the game after it's out, in the arcade, they're going to get people keep coming to play yeah. it. And the, the release of the new character is obviously going to kind of spur people to come back and play yeah. it. With if they do it with the game and they release these characters after two months, they get no extra money. They might get pick up in people going out to buy the game because there's new characters in there. But yeah. I would have thought that's quite minimal. But like my other issue is the fact that what the hell do you do about competitions? 
do people who are running like competitions for Dissidia, do they have to allow all of the DLC characters to be playable or do they? I guess so. Because I mean, yeah, if you or... think about League of Legends, they have to assume that everyone has every character. Yeah. And then also just the fact that like, you know, do you need to then um, as a player, if you want to compete, you have to probably buy all of the characters then in order to learn their moveset and yeah. learn how to fight with them. I just, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't like this new format, and I think that it should just be. It's one of those things where it's like people would say easily that other games are doing it, so you just got to accept it. But why should we have to accept it? Like, yeah. it's yeah, it's kind of part and parcel now of how fighting games work. They are going to hold characters back. They're not going to be in the pa- the main game, and they're going to put them in a season pass, and you can buy them separately if you want. But why couldn't they have just put it in the game in the first place and have no post-launch characters? Yeah. I just... It's just a really cheap way to make money. And I just don't... I don't like it. I don't... I'm I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm, I'm extremely against it. And I do hope that there's some people out there who agree and refuse to purchase these characters. Because that's the only way to say... To a company that, but you're the not problem happy is that it. people are going to purchase all the characters. I know, and people are going to say that I'm just being whiny. Especially, but, especially know. if they have the first downloadable character is Noctis, because ev- that's the character that everyone's been waiting for. I know, and if but they that's do that, so then mean. that is ex- that's really shady. And it's like the fact that like they sort of did that with the ultimate collector's edition of Final Fantasy 15. They made they like didn't announce that Noctis was coming out where you could buy him separately initially. They sort of left it a little bit, and then they released him Oh, as a yes, separate... this is an exclusive playoff. This is an exclusive playoff. And play the only reason it's oh, exclusive... Oh, wait, no, it's because of the two weapons that you can get with him. It's like, wow, okay, so I have to spend super amounts of money, almost the price of a new console, in order to get two extra weapons. Wow, I am so living the life. But then it's also the fact that, like, I mean, the collector's edition for this is astronomical. Yeah, it's one hundred and ninety dollars for the collector's edition of Dissidia the NT. For what? And, for, and like, you get like a, a small bust that's like seven, it's, seven, it's eight inches teeny. tall. They you get are a teeny. like a really nerfed soundtrack that contains only fifteen of the tracks. Considering the actual soundtrack will have like way more than that, probably three or four times as many. There is an eighty-page art book, which is pretty cool. But, but then the other thing that pisses me right off is the fact that, like, they have the Steelbook edition, but you're not allowed to choose which characters you want on it. They, you get them randomly. And I think that's so ridiculous. You should be, you're spending that much money for a Steelbook case, or sorry, a Steelbook cover. You should be able to choose which characters, which cover you want. You shouldn't have to be like, oh, well, I didn't get the characters that I want, so therefore I'm just going to have to suck it up. It's like, you paid money for that. Like, you should be able to choose which characters you want on your steel book. Like, it's just kind of like, come I on. Do, I do always think it's a bit cheap when they do these kind of like composers selection soundtracks. It's yeah. like the actual Decidia soundtrack is probably going to retail for like 20 to 40 pounds. Just put that in the game. Just yeah. put that in the Ultimate Collector's Edition. Why do you have to create this new soundtrack that's like, here's 15 of the best sound... And what if your song that you really wanted isn't actually on it? Do you have to go and then buy a separate soundtrack? They, yeah, I mean, those they, those kind of like composers' best selection CDs, I've always thought they were completely redundant. 
because just the soundtrack isn't that much more expensive no. and it contains everything. No. And to be honest, like at this point and, you know, hand slap if this is a wrong thing to say, but if anything, they're promoting piracy that way. They are absolutely promoting piracy that way because those people who buy that soundtrack, they're not going to buy the rest of the track. Well, yeah, I mean, they're like you get the, on YouTube. the Dissidia's, uh, the Dissidia digital edition comes with five five tracks instead of 15 yeah like, so it's just like somebody's going to just post that up on youtube and they're just going to listen to it that way what is what is the point what is the actual point of doing that like you're just you're just being stupid. but anyway so but anyways are, are you actually sorry. excited for this city despite everything that you've said lauren like all the kind I'm of so complaints sorry. and the like, characters and I the dlc being, and all this stuff negative and i i feel like i have been a negative nancy lately but I'm really getting sick and tired of the way that Square Enix is treating us fans. And, like, I will be an advocate for the I fact mean, that, like... But I would say that they are actually releasing a game relatively early. They are. They are releasing it relatively early. But if, God forbid, they make Noctis a DLC, I am freaking just... Mm-mm. Lauren's gonna lose it. I am going to lose it. And, like, the fact that they haven't even included people like Laguna or anything, like... You know what? At this point, if the characters that I love are not going to be in it, I'm just going to put my hands up and play, I would, do a decimal. I would say, even though uh, I, we don't agree with the concept of DLC in most instances, as I think everyone knows, um, if the six characters they have in the season pass are six completely brand new characters who have never been in the Cydia franchise yeah. before, I would be happier if it's six characters that are like, yeah, Luna, sorry, Yuna, uh, Laguna. I merged them well, into Yuna one. Well, Yuna kind of... Yuna was in it. She was, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you mean, yeah. If, if the six characters that are in this season pass are characters that we've already seen in the franchise. Yeah. So if it, yeah, like, if it's Yuna, uh, Laguna, Gilgamesh... Yeah. Then we're just going to be like, drop the mic. This yeah, is horrible. Yeah, this is just... What's the point? Yeah. But if they're like Seymour and freaking Sid from Valkyrie Well, I mean, Nomura's gone on record numerous times saying that he wants Zande to be in it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's so many other characters that they could put in the game to make it interesting. It's just really disappointing. And, like, I mean, if they are going to fill their original roster, then how many how many season passes are you going to need in order to get all of the roster? From what I've seen from other games, typically they might have tw- 6 to 12 characters as mm-hmm. DLC. Um, I don't know what that means for Dissidia, but I don't <laughs> think they're going to hit the 50. No. Which is really disappointing i mean disappointed very disappointing i was really looking forward to this game and i thought that it would be just like really 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 cool but it's more and more looking like the sims 4 Uh (laughs) it's more and more looking like the sims 4 hands down it's the sims without the toddlers now and the toddlers are getting angry i'm really curious to see how the open beta goes sorry the closed beta because so far at E3, the only people that really played it didn't have any idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> um, no, like once the fans start getting their hands on it and start getting like feel the feel for the three v three combat, mm-hmm. then it's going to be a lot more interesting to see how people feel about it. Yeah, um, that's how I'm going to ro- wrap that out. Okay, close beta on the close beta start. close closure close yeah. beta on the closure. Yeah. Um, all right. So next up, we're going to talk about Gamescom. Yeah. Now, Lauren, you have to be positive here. Okay. I'm mandating 
You have to be positive. Okay, I'll try. You used to be the one I'm that was always positive, smiling. and I used to be the one that was really negative. What's happened I here? I know. I've I've drunk the Kool Aid. I've I've gotten sad over the years. All right. So from a positive from a positive perspective, what are you expecting from Gamescom? Um, Ignis. Episode Ignis. Yeah. What What do you want for more it? on Ign- episode Ignis? More. More. More of my little fellow. Okay. He's not a little fellow. You He's want a uh, you want He's a trailer? A yes, a trailer. Yeah, the trailer would be nice. And maybe some gameplay. I don't think they're going to do that. But there has to be some gameplay. I don't think they will because with episode Gladiolus and episode Prompto, they didn't show anything off until like weeks before the mm-hmm. release. Before that, all we got before that uh, was the, the trailer, true. the teaser yeah. trailer. So do you think... Wait, what, when is it coming out again? We don't know. Uh, does... De- I think it, they said December. Mm. So, do you think when is Tokyo Game Show? September. So, mm. is that the last big thing that's happening? In yeah, there's yeah. usually uh, Jump Festa as well, which oh, is yeah, towards the end true. of the year. But I don't know how big that is anymore. No, but yeah, no, it's true. Maybe they won't. Um, Monsters of the Deep. A that, that will be a pacha. Yeah, I should Ooh. be positive. I'm smiling and doing my. You're sassing. <laughs> I'm doing my Emperor's New Groove bit. <laughs> hey, gotcha. Um, But yeah, uh, I don't know, really. I mean, I'm guessing there's going to be stuff on Dissidia. They're saying about surprises. Maybe there's going to be um, the results for the survey. I think yeah. that would be pretty sweet if they announced just like who, what won, essentially. If you could say that, something won. Um, what received the most votes what was the what received the most votes and it will be interesting to see what their survey results are compared to ours they're gonna fix it now so that they're they're gonna fix it i know i know jerks uh no but um yeah i mean other than that i'm i'm really hoping that we get like maybe a whiff of what tabata is now working on i mean I, i doubt it because it's like super early but it would be cool and I don't know. Like, I don't know really what I want anymore. I kind of just want Final Fantasy 16, but, like, I just feel like it's not the time yet. And I, Final Fantasy 7 remake. I mean, there is obviously the, happening. yeah, there there is the chance that we will see something about the Final Fantasy 7 remake, but I'm still a bit pessimistic around that yeah. based on the fact that we heard nothing at E3 and the development shakeup is still, like, I think that kind of, uh, to use like a like a football acronym, if you threw the cat amongst the pigeons, yeah, so it just completely made everyone go, blah, 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 yeah, and not know what the hell's <laughs> Is that going your on. Pigeon yeah, <laughs> they are vicious though. One flew at one of my friend's heads while we were walking, and they they were scary. They don't mess around. Yeah, just um, like fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we could see something about the Final Fantasy VII remake, but I think it's unlikely. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're definitely going to be seeing or hearing whatever, something about the Final Fantasy XV. Now, Nomura, sorry, not Nomura, Tabada has... <laughs> oh, um, ooh. what a dangerous, dangerous mishap. Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of not in a way um i mean there there is the, still the rumblings about that world of versus yeah. expansion and some people have been suggesting that it's going to be announced at gamescom the original rumor that it was going was that it was going to be announced at e3 mm. um 
And so I don't know what's going to happen with that. Because what else can they really announce for Final Fantasy 15? I know. We've got Comrades. that That's kind of had it, just had its test thing uh, that went okay, I guess. Um, and then we've got Episode Ignis. There's the survey results. So they could announce that they're working on a new piece of DLC based on those. But what else can they... Like, there's Monster of the Deep and a new empire, which everyone pretty much despises. There's nothing they're, else going on with Final Fantasy XV right now. They're releasing a new line of designer fishing rods just for fans. Yeah. It's just like... A, Another Square, collaboration. Square Enix just choose the things that, like, just nobody cares about or just, like, a very small amount no, it's of people what care cares about and can afford. It's what Tabata cares about. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I genuinely don't... Unless it's that kind of expansion and it's going to be, like, a, a Final Fantasy XV, not sequel, but kind mm-hmm. of, like... Yeah, it's expansion. What about like a um? Well, we might see more comrades stuff, possibly, like more gameplay. I don't know because I, and let the only way that would work is if it's going to be coming out before episode Ignis. Yeah, it's true. And they've never hinted that it would do that. No. And especially since how the online test went, which I mean, they had loads loads of server issues to the point where they had to redo the test. Yeah. <laughs> redo. Um. So, yeah, I, I'm not too sure. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely going to have something around Dissity NT. Yeah. We could see something about the Final Fantasy remake. Um, and, well, they've said that there's going to be... There's probably going to be some mobile stuff there. I mean, we're going to probably see some Mobius or Brave Exvius or something. Yeah. Um, and then Final Fantasy 15 is definitely going to be there. But I just... I don't know in what capacity if it's yeah. not the expansion. Yeah. Like, what else are they going to be talking about? Because they're, they're hinting that it's going to be something really not small. No, I know. But I just, at this point, I just, I'm just expecting wine glasses. I mean, it could be a, an expansion of Brotherhood. Maybe. They're re-releasing the Roan collection. <laughs> no, There's more stuff for they you said to buy. That, they said at E3 that it was going to be uh, something new in the Final Fantasy 15 universe. Cindy is pregnant with... DLC. Prompto's with DLC. Yeah. <laughs> she births all the DLC. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, one other thing I was just thinking of was, like, what happened to the freaking 30th anniversary? This seems like the the flop, the flop anniversary. It's just like... Nothing has happened with 30th it. 30th anniversary. Final Fantasy's turned 30. They had the ice sculpture, but that wasn't even for around that. That was about the celebration of Final, Final Fantasy 7's Seven. anniversary. Yeah. And it's just like... Final Fantasy, it's just, it's just the epitome of turning thirty, isn't it? Everybody forgets you. You're gone. You're old news. It's all downhill from all there. downhill from here. Sorry, Final Fantasy. Um, all right, so that's Gamescom. <laughs> uh, moving on to the news. Um, I, I guess going along with that, so Final Fantasy has now surpassed 135 million copies sold within the franchise, which, from what I can gather. Puts it just outside the top 10 best-selling franchises. Of all time. Yeah. And you know what's ahead of it, Lauren? The Sims. The Sims. Yeah! Yeah! But also Need boom, for Speed. Boom, boom. That's weird. Yeah, Need for Speed has sold a lot, apparently. And Sonic the Hedgehog is way ahead. I didn't expect... Like, Aww. Sonic the Hedgehog sold like 220 million copies or something. Really? It's crazy. I love Sonic. And it's... That's why they keep releasing games. Final Fantasy, and this is really when it gets a bit... You realize how small Final Fantasy is in the grand scheme of things. We were kind of talking about that today, weren't we? Like, yeah. The fact that even though it sold so many copies, most people don't have any idea what it is. No, or have never heard like of it. Gamers, or... like, 
you know, you talk to your average gamer at like work or something and you're just like, oh yeah, I play Final Fantasy. What? They might have heard of it, but maybe never played it. Yeah. Guarantee they've heard of Call of Duty though. Or if they have played it, they've only played like Final... Not to seven. knock anybody playing 7, but like they've only played 7 and then that that is the extent yeah. they haven't explored anymore. I do know some people that actually played 15 mm. as their first one, but then like didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's kind of neck and neck with Minecraft, which is where I was <laughs> going with that. Like the fact that That's there, crazy. Is, there is one Minecraft and it's sold about 120 million copies now. That's insane. And it's one game. And it's one game. And Whereas it Final wasn't Fantasy is about that long 100 ago. or so. Yeah. Like, you know, Minecraft hasn't released that long ago at all no in the grand scheme of things that is that is just insane um other news we have is that ariana grande is back yay she wasn't done with just one outing in brave exvius she's back for a second outing new character i believe Ooh. yeah i bet you're excited about that Laura. oh i'm so excited are i you, do love ariana grande. are you gonna download brave exvius so you can play it oh i might with do. her in the game she's just so cute i love ariana grande i Still, think she's just Probably one of the weirdest collaborations I think they've ever done. Yeah, I can kind of understand it because she's really into she's really into Japanese culture and stuff. And Japanese people and Japanese love people love her, which is understandable because she's just freaking adorable. She is so cute. I just can't get enough of her. I'm sorry. I know that there's a lot of haters out there, but like, she is so cute. Uh, she's like a cuddly toy. Like, there's just nothing. Yeah. And her character is a Viera. Kind of thing, right? Yeah, she's like a little bunny. Yeah. Oh, she's so cute. You love it. Um, and, and the last piece of news we have is that Final Fantasy XI Mobile is still actually a thing. It's, <laughs> it's still in development. We've heard very little about it for a it's long still time. Still uh, But Nexon, who are actually working on it alongside tons of other games, mm. like there's a, a slide this that Final Fantasy XI Mobile is on that there's there's so many games on it. There's two Titanfall games they're working on, like two <laughs> two mobile MMOs for Titanfall. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so they've said that, they, well, they put it in their Q3 2017 and beyond section mm. in their kind of pipeline. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm guessing it's the beyond part of that. Because <laughs> Bed, bath and beyond. I don't, I don't see it coming out in the next month or so. No. Um, I don't, I generally don't see it coming out ever. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, it, like, compared to the other games that they're working on, yeah. like it just is... Final Fantasy XI is so expansive and we still don't really have any idea what this mobile game is going to be. Yeah. They kind of said that, yeah, they're condensing the whole game into this mobile app, but the Final Fantasy XI experience is huge with all the expansions and like everything that it's, obviously, and it's still growing now. They're still adding stuff to it. Like they're not doing any more massive, big like expansions, but they're still doing updates all the time. Like it's new quests and stuff being added still from what I gather. I just think it's crazy, but, like, there again, like, the mobile stuff that they're doing with Final Fantasy at the moment in general is just insane. Just how met, how much of their resources are going into mobile games. Yeah. But hopefully we see it at some point. I wouldn't mind playing it on mobile. It dep- I guess it depends what kind of model they do. Yeah. But, but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. We will see. There has there have been people a lot of people asking me about it though like where is it and all this kind of stuff. Well now you have your update. It's still in development. <laughs> we have nothing else about it, but nope, it's it's being developed still. Yes, it's still out there. So I think that's pretty much it, Lauren. Yeah, I think we're we're out of 
stuff to talk about. I think darn. I would have liked to talk about to complain Dissid- about. But yeah, I was gonna say I would have liked to have maybe have talked a bit, a bit more about Dissidian T in terms of the gameplay and how we're expecting it to work and stuff. But Lauren was not in a positive mood with regards to their game today. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I'm there's there's still a part of me that's just excited to play it and excited to have it so be so HD and fun, but. Come on, guys. Like, let's be real about this. We are being treated like money bags, and I don't like it. You don't? I don't. No. No. Well, okay. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> so, our music for this episode is uh, an arrangement from Final Fantasy 1, Garok Volcano, which obviously, of course, f- features in Final Fantasy 9 too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the performer is Ferdk. Ferdka? He's It's done like an 80s metal rock kind of version I'm of feeling, it i'm feeling i'm feeling in an 80s mood which yeah. is why i found it i was just like you know what i want to find final fantasy 80s music even is- though final fantasy was in the 80s but like 80s style final fantasy music and materia collective did do something that was quite similar for theirs yeah um but like this one i just i just thought it was groovy it was it was nice to listen to hmm so hopefully you guys enjoy listening to it as well. Uh, the next episode of Final Fantasy Noon is scheduled to come out on the 5th of September. So we'll know what that Final Fantasy 15 stuff is by that point. And it'll be two days after your birthday, Daryls. Yay. Yay. I should be more excited than I am. You should. Because we're going to go see drag queens. The day after my birthday. The day of your birthday. The day of my birthday. The day of your birthday. The day of your birth. We are going to see... Bianca Del Rio, I am so stoked. It's going to be an experience. Yes. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> but yeah, um, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Final Fantasy and we'll come up. And obviously check out our YouTube channel as well. We just passed 31,000 subscribers on there. Um, we're putting out a lot of stuff still. Uh, we just finished up our Final Fantasy 15 survey where we asked, we had about 2,600 people respond uh, with their thoughts about Final Fantasy 15 in loads of different ways. Yes. So be sure to check out the video series we did on that. And of course, if you would like to support us, then please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. And go to finalfantasy.com for all our news coverage provided by Brayden. Thank you, Brayden. But yes, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it, Lawrence. Yep. Goodbye, guys. I hope I didn't depress you too much. I feel... I'm not sure how I feel, actually, right now. Mm. I'm thinking, yeah, we probably could have been a bit more positive, Lauren, but um, you had to get it out of your system. You did. And we'll see what happens in the future with regards to everything else with the franchise. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>